Hey, good morning, my friends. What's happening? It's Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is June 5th, 2020. Hey, check it out. During this time of virality, we've got no short shortage of uh, excitement, right? Of course, I've been bellyaching about the pandemic, that literal virus, the coronavirus or COVID-19. COVID-19! COVID-19! Burn! Winds of God, blow! COVID-19 in the state of Washington and the state of Florida. Burn! That's from my friend uh, Kenneth Copeland, a uh, televangelist, right? I understand this. You might have seen him on TV. Handsome, well-tanned. Fuck, he's in his 80s, looks like. Got friggin' driving around in his limousine with his big, shiny, chiclet teeth. I'm uh, trying to help people, you know, trying to guide them, bring them to the Lord. It was a very noble pursuit. Very respectable. But he's a zany character. He's got these wild eyes. And that was his, you look up, uh, Kenneth Copeland remix, COVID-19 remix. COVID-19! <laughs> so some characters online must have taken his uh, sermons, uh, particularly around this COVID fucking pandemic, and they put like beats to it and shit. It's pretty funny. And it, listen, you gotta laugh. You don't laugh, you cry. I say that all the time, right? So you got the literal virality. You got this critter that's out there, this invisible villain that has us um, all boogered up. It's got us masked up, got us quarantined, got us out of work in many cases, out of school, wondering what the future holds. We got a red, yellow, green light system now today. I believe we are in the yellow light, so many businesses uh, are excited to be able to provide curbside service or some sort of modified business regimen. Even restaurants can have out outdoor dining in Pennsylvania, so it's nice to have something to be making progress. And the, I believe the the goal was to do this, make these changes in accordance with. Uh, the numbers going down, ideally, which they had, but then we had a different type of virality strike in our society, and that is civil unrest, because um, there have been members of the African-American community historically from way the fuck back, I mean, how far back you want to go? The Native Americans, we shit all over them came to the New World, conquered them, gave them smallpox, advertently or inadvertently, shot them up, took their land, put them on reservations, killed their spirit, and now all you hear about is the stereotypical problems that Indians are having on reservations. Alcoholism, obesity, chronic health epidemics, boredom, suicide. So that's interesting to me. That's an, another virus, a viral idea, a viral phenomenon is when you have a collective group, when you have one person falls on hard luck or has some trauma in life, and then what happens when that's perceived as the entire culture, which I think, I believe, 
I've never been on a reservation. I talked to somebody the other day that did, that lived on or near one, a Blackfeet reservation. Anyway, they got a shit deal. There's, there's no secret that, they, that there's some sorrow around the fact that we uh, jettisoned them. Oh, that's a good word, term, jettison. Like we um, took them out of, uh, removed them from their rightful place as the uh, inhabitants of this land. And we came over and, you know, we're great. We're, we've done a lot of good stuff. But that was one of the bad things we did. And it was one of the first things we did, right? Our battle with the Indians. So then we got slavery, and, you know, that's been going on for a very long time. Ancient cultures had slaves. The Egyptians had slaves, I believe, not to justify it, but historically man has even put his own people, um, you know, imprisoned his own people for various reasons, whether they're war captives or whatever. And there are many, many books written about slavery and, and the civil rights movement in the 60s here in, in the United States and, and apartheid in South Africa. And um, they've been fighting for a long time. And they've been mistreated for a long time, African Americans and other races. And we, they kind of got a shit deal. They definitely got a shit deal. And in Australia, they have the... They're indigenous, the Aborigines. They got a shit deal, too. You hear about similar problems in their society. So, oppressed. They're oppressed people. And they're still what uh, we're calling systemic racism. The reality that there are biases, either intentionally or non-intentionally built into our society that give these people a shit deal, racial profiling. Anyway, we had a bunch of African Americans who were killed recently by law enforcement. So we got this guy, George Floyd, this cop, like five, six cops stood around while one had the guy in cuffs in, in the prone position and his knee on his neck, effectively choking him out. Um, while he couldn't defend himself or open his airway or anything. And he's crying for his mama. He's uh, crying for God. He's saying, I can't breathe. And he was seemed like a petty criminal with a history of dr drug issues and all that stuff. And uh, I only mention that because, you know, he's, uh, there was a reason why they pulled him over. He had committed a crime, apparently, allegedly. Right, but it certainly doesn't justify murdering the guy, which they did, and the cops are all up on charges now. The main one is on third degree uh, murder charges, at least. Another kid was running through, uh, jogging through somehow in a community, and these father and son look like a bunch of hillbillies. Hate to profile them, but. They were pursuing the guy, thought that he might have been responsible for some robberies and vandalism or something. And it sounds like they begged the question of that. They pursued him, put him in a corner. Now they got guns on him. They hit him with a truck somehow and shot him three times. Dropped all kinds of effing N-word shit like that on video. So, they're assholes. Then they break into some woman's cops, try to 
looking for some sort of perpetrator. They go into this woman, she's sleeping, they shot her. So there's plenty of examples of all this stuff back from Rodney King and the L.A. riots in the 80s or 90s, whatever the hell that was. This shit keeps going on, and these time, these days, it's been there have been several blatant things that have occurred that uh, are a blight on our society. So now we have a literal virus that we're all on guard against, and it's fucking up our world and our society. And now we've got a figurative virus whereby we are mistreating members of our society. We're violating their civil rights, their human rights, arguably, and. Now people have taken to the streets and done peaceful protests and not-so-peaceful protests. Burning down buildings, assaulting people, throwing rocks. Uh, There's been several deaths, stabbings, gunfire. Horrible things. And we got uh, our leader, Trump, is uh, a fucking anus who can't do anything right. If that sounds like it's, uh, I don't know, you're being hard on the guy or some partisan or biased, the guy cannot fucking speak. He cannot articulate an idea. He's always got to offend somebody. And if anybody were to disagree with him, as people can do, he immediately attacks their character. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you, fucking childish shit alright he says he's gonna when the looting starts the shooting starts so he's gonna bring out uh, I appreciate we want to keep things safe and we don't want people to loot and, and damage their own community and hurt other people we want to be heard in our society but people are angry and they get out there in the masses and and when you get that many people with a common sentiment out there which is anger and rage and hopelessness and they're marching and uh, one person throws a rock, then it's easy for everybody to fucking grab a rock and throw it or go loot or do whatever. I'm not justifying it. It's horrible. Uh, I like to think that I would never do that, but I've also never been uh, oppressed like this. People will say, oh, well, you haven't been oppressed. Your ancestors haven't even been oppressed. Nobody you know that's alive today has witnessed slavery or been touched by it. And back to the Native American thing, I believe that these, uh, while that might be the case, that none of these people who are bitching today about you know, racism or whatever, um, slavery and such, they might not have personally experienced it, but they, um, it's saved. It's like an epigenetic marker uh, tendency in their DNA. It's saved in like their, pers- their, their, um, their DNA, it's saved in their psyche, in their collective mind and body, these wounds that are very old, and they're, they're still pissed, and it gets passed on down a generation. We tell our, what do we tell our kids when we raise them as, uh, I don't know, your every average Caucasian American? We, how do we raise our kids? Oh, you know, look look before you cross the street. Uh, shake people's hands. Look them in the eye. Uh, um, you know, follow these guidelines, son, daughter. Well, including in, in those recommendations uh, in African American and other minority communities is probably look out for the white man because you know, they, 
they'll fuck you over. You know, this is their world and we're just living in it sort of thing. Watched a video the other day or a diatribe somebody wrote online about, um, sounds like Myrtle Beach, woman was from Myrtle Beach, called out an appliance repair service, black guy comes out there, uh, they're, he's fixing her stuff, he's great experience, he's really helping her out, providing a good service, very professional, and she asked him, hey, what's, what do you think about this, and they started talking about these scenarios, and it sounds like the guy's been racially profiled on the regular for his entire life, doesn't even go out and work after dark because of the contingency that there could be a problem. Cops pull him over and search his van and shake him down and all that shit just because he's a black man. So, think of some of the people that are in my life, whether people I went to school with, from the grade school on up to graduate level, people in my practice, people that are my patients that I know and love, people of color that I deal with every day. And I imagine the stories that they would have to tell and their perspective and the perspective of their families and parents and grandparents. But I know some of it, and we've talked about some of it their experiences and it's it's not it's not a good pretty picture that's painted so there a time of virality viral ideas viral entities a literal critter looks like a little fuzzball that is heretofore we have not experienced in our society and it's infecting people and it's it's been scary and it's killed people and it's caused a lot of morbidity and mortality, a lot of healthcare dollars spent. It's put shitloads of people out of work. It looks like it's we're catching up on that problem though. Pharmaceutical companies, scientific research companies, healthcare entities are finding ways to try to come up with a cure or at least decent treatments and deliver them in mass to the world. It's important that we do that. So we're gaining traction. We're starting to deal with this coronavirus. I'm hopeful that things are going to be getting better. Knock on fucking wood. Then we've got civil unrest and people that have been cooped up for three months in their homes without of work, maybe with unemployment, a lot of time inside there, spending a lot of time inside their minds. And then they're mistreated or killed, and our leaders don't seem to give a fuck. They, or they can't, not only they don't give a fuck, they, if they did give a fuck, they couldn't affect change. They couldn't work together to solve a problem. Everything is blue shirt, red shirt, me, us versus them, especially with Trump. It's not a, uh, that I, again, it's not like anti-Trump bigotry, big, uh, um, bigotry or um, uh, Trump derangement syndrome, which is supposedly describes people who just have it in for the guy and won't give him a chance even when he does something positive. I'm rooting for him, man. I, I'm rooting for Americas, and he's at the helm.
So I would be happy to admit, I would love to see him rise to the occasion and solve some of our serious problems that we have. Bring people together. To me, like that's the main focus of any leader, political or otherwise. You want to unite people and celebrate their strengths and downplay their weaknesses and work together to solve problem, common problems and advance our society. You know, we've got all this stuff where we, we talk about how America is the best and we're, while we are simultaneously putting rockets into space and sending them out to the astronauts of the uh, International Space Station talking about inhabiting Mars someday, uh, accomplishing incredible technological feats, doing a lot of good, we sure fuck up a lot and we sure turn a blind eye to a lot of situations too. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I don't know, as I've always felt, both in healthcare, my experience in healthcare and just in life, sufficient pain needs to be felt in order for any sort of change to occur. And so we're feeling pain now. On top of that, we've had a bunch of storms come into the northeast here. What's happening, my friends? What is going down? Today is still June 5th, 2020. Been a long day. Long friggin' day. And productive day at the office. It was pretty... Uh, I uh, got three new patients, did my best to serve these people really well, had my usuals, had a lot of people, I guess, feeling good that it's Friday, and uh, coming in for their adjustments, it was great to see them. Uh, when I left off this morning, I guess that was my coming down to the office, heading in for the, mor for the day, my little banter I had going there, so we talked about virality the viral, the viral nature of 2020 with the literal virus and the figurative viruses and the civil unrest and all the com, all the communication or calm, quote unquote, coming through, trying to keep up with it all, the human capacity or lack thereof to, to really keep track of it all, all the bullshit that's happening and all the all the human beings and all the machines and all the robots and all the fucking newsletters that are coming out there. People just trying to, like so many hands extended, arms open wide for lack of the physical, <clears throat> excuse me, our physical ability to do that, to shake hands, to hug, to communicate face to face without a fucking stupid mask. So it's a viral time. It's very interesting. It's definitely interesting. And it's stressful. For the third time, I just went over to my friend's house. We had fucking Thunder Boomers the other day, right? Took out power. And their, their area, their street is still out of power. So got my Predator generator from Harbor Freight over there. 8,500. It's an 8,500. It's purring like a fucking kitten. It's been running for two days straight. Two days, three days straight. Tank of gas after five-gallon tank of gas after five-gallon tank. Running like a top. 
Jeez, this thing needs a fucking tune-up after this. I'm going to put damn synthetic oil in it. I'm going to replace all the hoses. I'm going to replace all the spark plugs. I'm going to be careful not to tweak too much because of the air filter, new air filter. This bitch is getting taken care of. I'm going to go get another backup one this weekend, I believe. So I always have a spare generator. This one runs like a fucking top. So that's awesome. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Family's probably home right now looking at online menus. Ah, that's great. It's a yellow phase. I just passed this little bar called Suspenders in, uh, I guess this is Sowerton, PA. And they've got a full lot. People are outside, drinking outside, eating out back. Good for them. Good for the people that are out there supporting their local restaurants that are going to do their best to keep things moving along. Hey, once you guys in front of me, take your fucking sweet ass time. It smells like a gigantic fart right here. If you're by that meat packing plant. Take your sweet ass time, motherfuckers. So today was a good day. I felt productive. I got a lot of shit done. Yesterday was a great day. I want to thank uh, some real close friends of mine for being there for me, for helping me through this this pandemic and things being slow at the office and keeping me motivated, showing me they care, checking on me, uh, coming back, valuing the services that I provide. I want to thank my family for... um, their patience. Lord knows it's been stretched to the limits. And I'm looking forward to having a nice weekend. Hopefully the weather clears up. It's raining right now. Friday night at 517, June 5th, 2020. <laughs> and I believe that's my friend telling me the power just came on. You won't believe this, but the electric just came back on, and it cut back out, so we'll see. All right, fucking A, some progress, a little blip on it, that's it. We can't end it on a higher note than that, my friends. I hope that my my uh, my pals, uh, just in time for the weekend, they get and close a business, they get their shit uh, squared away. And the power comes back on within the hour, and they can rest up my generator. I'll come pick it up tomorrow or sometime next week, and I'll tune that bitch up. And whoever this fucking driver of the tractor trailer is in front of me, fuck you. Because you're taking your goddamn sweet-ass time on a Friday night. I'm trying to get home. Penis, weenus, dickus, lickus. Yes, yes? All right. That's, that's an earful. Have a good weekend.